Right, so hello Katie and welcome to the Innate Wisdom podcast. Um, thank Hi, you very much for agreeing to be my guest for this session. And as you know, we'll be sharing this um, over the airwaves through the podcast and also on YouTube and through our Facebook group, which we launched yesterday. So that was quite a nice um, way to start the week, first week back at work after my holidays. So um, we've, we've known each other probably for about seven or eight months now. Yeah. Um, from the beginning of the Clarity Coach training programme, which you've just completed. And yeah. I did see on your LinkedIn profile that you've um, updated so that everybody now knows that you are a certified Clarity Coach. So yes. congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Um, so what I wanted to start with is just to ask you um, about when your Clarity journey started. Was it at the beginning of this programme or were you aware of the principles behind Clarity before that? Yeah, it, w it was before that. Um, so around two and a half years ago now, I stumbled across the principles just through a conversation with, with someone that I'd come across on, on Facebook. And Sarah Phipp actually, who's actually also a, a Clarity coach, and there was so, there was something that she said that just got me curious and while i was part of me was just wanting to dismiss it and and be like no no that 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 doesn't make sense a bigger part of me was was curious and so what then happened was i, just, I happened to be going away on holiday a couple of weeks later and when I was at the airport, I realized I didn't have anything to read on holiday. So I ran into WH Smith and Jamie's book, The, the Little Book of Results, was there um, prominently displayed on the, the, the shelf. And I was kind of in a hurry. So I went, yeah, that's a nice cover. Um, kind of quickly turned it over and looked at that. Went, yeah, that, that'll do. I'll, and I, I bought that and took it on holiday. And um, as I was reading it on holiday, I, I was kind of thinking, oh, this sounds like what that lady Sarah was talking about. And, oh, this, this really is interesting. Um, maybe this is, at that point, I was um, just thinking about starting up my own coaching practice. And I thought, oh, maybe this will be something extra that I can take into that. And I just, I started to, um, to follow, uh, I think I um, subscribed to Jamie's mailing list and I, I just started to, to follow him and I was still having some conversations with Sarah. And at some point um, I realized this is what my coaching work is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I did, towards the end of 2019, uh, I did Jamie's 12-week Thriving Coaches Blueprint program. And that was what then kind of led me yeah. into the, the certification training, which I'm very glad to have done. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, there, there are a couple of things that I really liked about what you, well, I liked all of it, but uh, there are a couple of things that really stood out for me. Um, in connection with innate wisdom 
Mm -hmm. When you said that when your friend first um, told you a bit about the principles and then there was part of you that wanted to dismiss it but a bigger part of you was still quite curious and yeah wanted to find out more and it struck me that even before you knew what you know kind of in detail or had personal experience of the principles that's a really great example of innate wisdom in action that you already yeah. you know it really demonstrates you don't have to learn about it in order to have it it's already there it's just that it helps to find out more and be more trusting of it I guess yeah it is a really great example of of that wisdom just showing up without yeah. yes as you say at that point it wasn't it wasn't a direction that I was looking in was that that was something that just could kind of show up at any moment for me at that point I was very much thinking to access wisdom I would have to do you know some kind of technique perhaps uh, and I, I did I used to do meditations to to try and access my my wise self and yeah um usually I would end up kind of just thinking about it more and more <laughs> and, <laughs> and probably yeah. kind of get so almost what my journey into to um to the clarity programs it, it was kind of that almost in spite of the fact that this doesn't really seem like it makes sense mm. I'm gonna do it anyway and it, it is a great example of yes and I also like the way that um you described you know when you got to the airport you didn't have anything uh, any reading materials so you you kind of just have a quick browse but that was something that caught your eye and yeah. you decided to buy it um and and it was almost you know as you were describing that it kind of got the sense of it was almost like the book found you as much as you found the book yeah yeah i think it's um well on the one hand it speaks to the kind of benefits of having a good book cover design yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand yeah it was like this you know i was at the airport with my husband and my two children and we didn't i think they were queuing up in in costa to get because mm. one of the children was was hungry and um and i was just like oh and I'll just grab this this tiny opportunity that if I don't take it now, then it's it's gone. And um, it's kind of the opposite of how I used to imagine that wisdom would <laughs> would, show, would show up. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is, isn't it, that you you feel like it's something to be worked out, but actually, yeah, it's when your mind is clear and when you. Yeah just drop you know let that contaminated thinking drop away it comes comes to the fore so easily and effortlessly um i, I have a similar story about um i used to with, with my job i used to travel a lot by train and um I'd, I'd usually be in a rush in the morning so wouldn't take something out to read or think oh well i should be working on the train anyway but sometimes i got to the point where you know, I just I'd had enough of working. So if I 
was at a station and there was a WH Smith and I'd just go in and have a quick browse and maybe buy a book. Um, most of which I'd then read the first few pages, probably nod off to sleep on my <laughs> journey home and then put them on my bookshelf and forget all about them. And um, I think it was Jamie's book, Clarity, uh-huh. was one such book. And I didn't rediscover it until after I'd no, uh, you know, I'd, I'd seen things on Facebook um, right. that he'd put out, and I thought, oh, this sounds quite interesting. I might buy that book, and then I thought, oh, no, I'm sure I've seen that book somewhere before. <laughs> and lo and behold, there it was on my bookshelf. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it was it was there waiting for me. For Another example of <laughs> in a hurry in a bookshop wisdom. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. So. Um, I love what you said about, you know, initially you thought this might be something to kind of as an add-on to your coaching, mm, but yeah. now, or at some point you then realised actually this is your coaching. Yeah. So can you just sort of say a bit more about that? What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, so at that stage when I, when I kind of first discovered it and, and was reading the, the book on holiday, I was um, what I thought that my coaching practice was was going to look like. I, I was actually enrolled on a, a different certification program, which I never ended up doing. Um, and as great as that program would have been, it was focusing on kind of something outside, and it was. It just what it well, just what I, I guess it's is kind of easier to say it the other way around. But what I saw from as I as I woke up to um, to wisdom being something that's always it's not even <clears throat> I don't even so much think of it as it's always available to me. It's like it's always flowing through me, and even when I think it isn't it still is um, and I, it just became clear to me that waking up to that myself well it's been profoundly life-changing for me and mm. I no longer just naturally I don't find myself looking in the direction of techniques or you know as I said you know, I used to, to do a meditation to, to yeah. try and access wisdom and so on. I, I've It's like it's flipped it the other way around. And mm. I've seen, well, if I'm trying to do that, I'm actually pushing it away. And um, I'm giving myself more to, to think about. Yeah. And just the, the peace and the, the freedom to just get on with, with living my life and, um, in all sorts of areas, you know, in, in parenting and relationships and also in my business. I just, it just wouldn't make any sense for me to not be pointing my clients in this direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. That's really lovely. So, so yeah, we had, um, we had a discussion yesterday. It was actually came on the back of a question from, Liz, who's on the 
clarity coach training mm. with us um, about could you can you have um, innate wisdom in retrospect so can you you know do you experience it in real time or do you maybe notice it after the event um, mm. and we we talked about that and we also talked about how you know we there's you know there's a qualitative difference between thinking and wisdom um, yeah how that demonstrates itself so um, I know this sounds really weird but I I can hear it as a voice in my head but I mm. also get kind of a physical sensation sort of a warming in my chest mm -hmm. and that points me to oh this is you know particularly with clients this is something that I really want to take notice of yeah I wonder does that do you have a similar experience or, or how would you describe it when you know that you've had a moment of insight yeah it's very much a body experience mm -hmm. for me and it's lovely about you saying about hearing a voice because I know that well I've heard different people say so many different things like some people would would see colors or um or things would look different yeah. for me it's it very much as a, a body felt experience mm -hmm. and what you I love what you said there about when you're with a client and and you get this sort of warm feeling in your chest it's I've actually I've started to 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 notice that I can use it's like I, I get goosebumps mm. um and I used to think oh that's cool but recently I, I realized this is I can use this in in coaching it's like I I know when when we're getting to the the truth yeah. of, of the matter yeah. when I start to to have that and it's yeah that that's been quite an exciting discovery yeah brilliant, brilliant. yeah so um so I know an area that you're really interested in is children and young people both as a, a parent and as a former class teacher yeah um, and now with your new business um, venture that you're starting out so, yeah because um, I, I think that's something that people uh, again it came up yesterday about you know parenting mm. um, and how how as parents we can be that positive influence in our children's lives and mm. um, just show them a you know kind of a different way than, mm. than maybe we were brought up with as well so yeah. I just wondered you know would you like to say something about kind of your own experiences either as a parent or in the, the work that you're doing with young people now yeah sure um I think that what's what's made the biggest difference in terms of of me as a parent is this this thing about that you know seeing for myself that wisdom's always available it's always flowing it's it's always flowing through me I realized well of course if that's true for me that's true for my children and I kind of um, 
kind of realized how much I had innocently because I thought that I was, well, I, I was doing what, what made sense to me at the time, but how much I had kind of tried to get in the way of that for, for my own children by, by kind of having this idea that, that I must know better than them because I'm older than them and because I'm their mom. And what I'm finding, the more and more that I am trusting in, in that wisdom that flows through all of us, it's kind of like the less and less there is for me to worry about or to, to sort out as a parent. And what I've, there, there has been such a shift in my own relationship with, with my two children. And what I've noticed recently is that the, the more that I step back, more likely they are to actually ask me for guidance when, you know, when, when wisdom kind of leads them to do that. Yes. And it's a really beautiful experience when that happens because then because they've asked for it, they're so open to it. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's so different to, you know, a, a few years ago. And that this has kind of been a gradual evolution over the last, well, two and a half years. Um, but if we went back three years ago, I was just doing the best I could do to prevent my children from ever having an unpleasant experience or from, you know, making a mistake or, and that, it just, that mm. just doesn't, I just don't think about that these days. So it's like, there's a yeah. whole, there's a whole kind of radio station that's just stopped transmitting in yeah. my head. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of a conversation we had um, previously about, when your daughter was feeling, I think she was feeling sad about going back to school. Yeah, that's right. She hadn't got the teacher yeah. that she had hoped to get. Yeah. Yeah. But being with her in that rather than trying yeah. to placate or pacify or, but just accepting the sadness. And, yeah, that's you know, right. It's an um, and it passing. Yeah, it was not trying to talk her out of it. Mm. Um, and even when I first started my journey into to learning about the principles, I was definitely guilty of trying to talk to her about, you know, thinking and, and all these things. And yeah, the, that was, that was a recent example because that, that was a couple of months ago now, but just seeing the wisdom in that sadness and mm kind of her her body her system doing what it needed to do to to yeah. get back to balance and yes. um yeah she she's now in she's at school with the teacher and um how's she getting on she, she's doing fine yeah yeah great that's good that's good so um just um you know you you've started to offer to schools um, a program for young people. Can you tell yeah. us a bit more about that and, and what you hope to achieve with that? Yeah, 
so as you said, I'm, I used to be a, a classroom teacher. I was a, a primary teacher and I've since stopping um, teaching, I've continued to be involved with young people through um, going in and, and volunteering mainly at my own children's school. And it started to occur to me, well, maybe I could use my, you know, teaching skills together with what I've, what I've seen and what, what I've woken up mm -hmm. to, to, to create something that, that would be helpful for children and young people. And so I've, I've created a, it's a, a six part program and really it, it points children and young people and actually, you know, it's suitable for adults as well. It, it points anyone towards exactly what we've been talking about today and how it kind of shows up is that people seem a lot more resilient once, once they realize that, that this is, this, they have access to this, this is flowing through, through each yeah. of us. And um, so the, the program, it, kind of, it, it uses, I use various fun kind of activities in it. And um, I piloted it online during lockdown with some children from all over the UK. And it actually, I was a bit blown away by the, the feedback that I got from it. And mm -hmm. I think again, that speaks to, it was kind of like I had nothing to lose. It was lockdown and some of the other projects that I'd been working on had disappeared overnight. And I just was kind of like, well, let's just give this a go. Let's yeah. I wonder if anyone would be interested in this. And I put out a post um, in one of the, the large kind of tips and ideas for parents in lockdown yeah. groups. And yeah, I got such a big response to it. And I only wanted 12 children to, to run the pilot. So we, we ran the pilot. And I think because I was coming to it with that kind of, this is an experiment and there's nothing to lose. That was why it went so well. And um, yeah, I got, as I said, I, I was really pleasantly overwhelmed by the, the yeah. feedback I got from children and parents. Yeah. So yep, what I'm now, I'm now working on taking it to schools and also on offering it to, to parents. As a as a recorded product, mm. so yeah, watch this space. Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting connecting the two things, both um, how how COVID effect and lockdown effectively gave you a platform that maybe yeah. wouldn't have um, followed up previously, mm. but also the you know there's quite a lot of talk in the media about the psychological impact on children of yeah. being in lockdown and being separate from their peer group and mm -hmm. you know, impact mm -hmm. on their social development and things like that. Um, and yet, I, I, my sense is that you know, generally children are very resilient yeah. back from things and accept things when they're explained in a clear way. Um, yeah, it, 
you, you know, and don't have all that, oh, they can't tell me what to do kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They're just accepting of the situation as it is. So uh, I just wonder what your thoughts were about that, whether, you know, there, there's a, a greater need maybe to give children this type of opportunity to to get an understanding for themselves about the principles um, or whether they're, you know, naturally not just bounce back anyway. Yeah, well, that, that's a really interesting question. And it, it looks to me like children are born kind of not knowing the work, like not knowing this as a concept, but they're, they're born knowing this in a way and they're born completely with access to, to the wisdom that we're talking about. And it, it kind of shows up as resilience in early childhood, like, um, you know, if, if a child's learning to walk, you know that's kind of the classic example um, yes. I'm pretty sure I've heard Jamie share that at some point like yeah. if they're they're trying to walk and they they fall over they just get up again and try keep trying to walk yeah. and they learn oh like their body's just constantly learning from the feedback that comes from if you do this it doesn't go so well if you do this you, you might just stay upright yeah. and um there's just no story attached to it and they're, they're not embarrassed. They're not like, oh no, um, people will, will think badly of me that I fell over when I tried to <laughs> no, walk. <exactly. laughs> so they've Major got none of that in, in the way. And so they, they learn to walk. Um, and so it looks to me like if, if we're born with that capacity, we don't lose that. We just forget about it like either we're taught that we don't have it or we we kind of make that meaning for ourselves mm. and when you talk about um kind of the, the covid thing and, and lockdown and and ch concerns about children's well-being um mm. up kind of on the back of that it looks to me like one of the biggest kind of influences on on children is the way that the adults around them are responding to it so if if the adults around them are you know panicking and freaking out about it then they're gonna pick up on that and and think that it's a a problem yes but um I remember actually my my younger daughter, so she was six at the time, just before, it was a couple of weeks before lockdown fully kicked in, and she had been doing an under the sea topic at school, and they had planned a parent workshop, so for, for parents to come in and they were going to do a little performance and then take us through some activities and she was so she spoke of hardly anything else she was so excited yeah. about this and then it got cancelled because of you know obviously before lockdown the first step the school took was to cancel any outside visitors coming in it got cancelled and um I remember getting the message on my phone and, and telling her and she cried she was really sad and um, she you know that that was something to grieve for her that had yes. kind of been the focus of her life 
Um, and then the next morning, I remember getting up and hearing her in her bedroom and she, she'd already got up and she's got a little desk in her bedroom. She was sitting drawing and I could hear her singing. And it just really struck me how that that's resilience right there. And, that's you know, she, she had, and I'm not saying she didn't go in and out of feeling sad about it again, but when she felt sad, she just felt sad. And again, I, I didn't try to convince her not to be sad because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know how it feels to have been thinking that things were going to be one way and then suddenly they're not like that, yeah. that, that can be hard if it's something that's important to you. And it just, yeah, I just remember being really struck by, wow, you're just here in the moment, singing and drawing. And then later, um, I think when she came home from school that day, she was like burst. She's like, I've had this brilliant idea. I'll do the workshop at home for, uh, for, for the family, you know, for, for you and dad and, and my sister and she threw herself you know wholesale into planning that and preparing all the, <laughs> the bits and pieces for it and i just thought you know that's that's the resilience that's right there so it's really it's not that i'm there's a, a lot of people talk about we need to build resilience in children i'm just pointing them towards the resilience that they already have yes, absolutely yeah that's a brilliant story i love it, I love it. <laughs> that's that's another example of of wisdom in the moment because I, I actually had entirely forgotten about that that yeah. story but it is it's a, a great example yeah lovely yeah. great well thank you so much for your time today katie it's been really lovely oh thank you Julie. You again and catching up and uh, likewise your views on all of this so um we'll look forward to this being broadcast out into the world so hopefully if people want to contact you what where would they where would they best make contact with yeah you? well they they can they can email me the email address is katie at katieroser.com it's k-a-t-y R-O-S-E-R, yeah. or they can also, they can just look me up on Facebook. I have my, my profiles public and, and they can, um, you know, send me a message that way. Mm -hmm. I also run a, a Facebook group for, for parents, which you would, if, if you were to go to my profile, you, you would easily see how to, to access that. Fabulous. Well, that sounds like people might well be contacting you, I think, following what you've just, um, been through today so lovely great well thank you very much well thank you for having me on the the podcast it's, it's our pleasure pleasure yeah